Good evening, friends and family, and welcome to a safe space radio on Radio's Free Brooklyn. I am Miss Anita Cocknow. How about that weather? So hot and steamy one day, you ass out in the sun. Then it's all chilly and you're all nipply, all nipply, all nipply. The next day, it's just in like a lion, out like a lamb. But I was just talking about my penis then. In like a big old roaring lion. I like little old little old lambikins. <laughs> Hello, I'm Francis Hall. <laughs> and I'm Calvin Williams. <laughs> oh, what's left in me after that one? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Anita Cocknow. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, they've all been just absolute classics. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're going to be talking about staying alive. We're going to be talking about we're going to I have two more songs that are on that subject that we'll get to more than likely at some point during the show. But uh, talking about staying alive, I am glad to say that my mother got her first shot, her first vaccination yesterday. Yes, it was the Moderna. And uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say whether or not I got mine. I'm not going to talk about it, and I'll tell you why. Because I have worked so hard taking care of mom, making sure that she's safe, you know, sacrificed so much uh, by social life. A lot of people have. I'm not the only one. I know that. I realize that, but not everyone is taking care of an 88-year-old, and, and I am. So I think I've earned that thing where I can say shit that I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I can't do it yet. I didn't get my vaccination yet. I did. Sorry, man. I can't do it. I've earned that. <laughs> you've you've more than earned the right. People are going to be like, it's 2024, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, got to take care of moms. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what to expect, folks? Uh, if you're, if you're, well, everybody's system is different, but for my mom, you know, arm soreness, uh, and then a little bit. So she got it at, uh, what time was it? 1030 in the morning. And then when it got close to dinner time, she had her, her stomach was bothering her. She didn't feel like she wanted to eat, but fortunately I made her, uh, things that are good for a bad stomach. I made, uh, risotto. Mm. Salmon and a small side salad. So after she had some risotto and some salmon, stomach cleared up, feeling better. This morning she she was you know a little bit sluggish, but she said it was worth it. She said it's worth it. So folks, if you're taking care of old people and they have their reservations, Bonnie Hall, eighty-eight, says it's worth it. <laughs> Hey, can't can't get a you know, much better thumbs up than that. And I'm also happy to say that uh, uh, my dad got his this morning. So, but uh, he he also regaled me and uh, mom about a story of like just the absolute comedy of errors that happened between last night and this morning, trying to trying to ensure that he could get to his doctor to get the vaccine. Let's hear it. So. 
So, um, my dad, uh, my dad down in Delaware, he's basically been in his house the entire year, say for like maybe three or four times that he's like driven off to take care of doctor's visits and stuff like that. So, um, last night, just for good measure, he wanted to make sure that his car, uh, would be up and running to be able to get to the doctor. He, uh, he turns on his car, he goes to, uh, hit the, um, uh, hit the gear shift just to make sure everything was good. Gearbox locks on him. <laughs> so he can't shift out of park. But uh, he knows, like, him being, uh, he, him knowing that, uh, knowing, like, his fast knowledge of cars, he had a good idea of what he can do to, uh, uh, get it unstuck. Messed around with the gearbox for a little while. Nothing doing. So, um, he reaches out to, uh, um, our uncle who lives about maybe 15 minutes away. Uh, tells him, hey, Unc, I may need you to, uh, to drive me over to get my vaccine. He was like, all right, what time, uh, what time is the appointment? 8 a.m. Really? <laughs> fine, fine. I, I got you covered. Don't worry about it. I got you. So, um, my dad being the one not to leave well enough alone, he kept, he kept messing around, uh, uh, fuzzing around with the uh, gearbox until eventually he got, uh, he got it unstuck. Uh, he calls up my uncle, lets him know, listen, I got the car working. Don't worry, uh, don't worry about, uh, uh, driving me tomorrow. He's like, cool. Just make sure the gearbox is in neutral to make sure that you can, uh, you can get things working by the morning. So he leaves the car alone. 7 a.m. comes. <clears throat> he goes to check the car one more time. <laughs> oh, gearbox is working fine and everything. He's got a flat tire. <laughs> oh, no. Breaks out the compressor. Waits like a good 15, 20 minutes for the, uh, for the tire to finally <clears throat> fill up. He's like, all right, cool. I should be good. He goes to put the compressor back in his trunk, looks down at his tags. They expired last May. <laughs> but he's like, you know what? I've gone this far. The devil's tried me enough. I'm going to get my shot. Whatever happens after that happens. So, get him... Drives over, gets his shot, everything's good. All right, but good. Man, what an adventure on the way to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was, there was. Some was, some was trying to stop him. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "No, this is, this is my one shot, for lack of a better term. Like, I need to get this done. I'm not letting anything or anyone stop me. And I'm glad, and I'm very, very glad he did it." So me, me and mom called him up after uh, he texted. He texted us that he got it. Told him, told him we're proud of him. I know he was very, like, very well, not against it, but very apprehensive about getting it. Well, sure, it's something that is that is brand new. That is, uh, it's here under emergency use. Uh, protocol whatever you call it mm -hmm. there is a there it is not officially fda approved right. it's fda uh 
they say because it's an emergency. So it did not go through the same lengthy process that other, you know, you know I, I better shut up. <laughs> We're supposed to be convincing people to take it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, I mean, yes, we we are definitely taking a chance here. Uh, like we're getting into uncharted territory taking this vaccine but i think about like how like i think about all the positive aspects of the vaccine i like yes there's there's people there are people that have had adverse reactions to the vaccine but take a look at how many people have had adverse reactions to the vaccine versus how many people that have had adverse reactions to covid exactly yes thank you for getting us back into that territory <laughs> So. Yeah, and and you know, I'm just I'm just seeing in my mind uh, all of these people in healthcare who spent all of these months, you know, hooking people up to respirators uh, and and going through just the 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 worst possible end of it, and now we're going to see them shift into becoming folks that are that are uh, admitters administering vaccines yeah. you know instead of putting on a respirator they're going to be administering vaccines and i think about those healthcare workers and just how that shift in their duties right. will help their whole will help their healing process oh absolutely i mean the the countless stories about first responders emergency uh, emergency emergency room um, doctors and nurses and just everything that they've gone through, like they're like, once COVID is over, they're going to have a lot of, he a lot of healing that they're going to have to do. But my gosh, um, my, like all of, all of my love and support and respect to all of them who have, who have stepped up and like went, like this is like twelve times beyond the the, the normal call of duty here. Like this is something none of us have uh, ever expected, and they stepped up to the plate selflessly. And so, my love to each and every one of them. Yes, yes. Uh, before the show, I had I had noticed this before, but I but I had asked I just asked Calvin that he's got some uh, stuffed animals on a shelf behind him and one of them is uh is cherry uh the chair not the actual chair but a miniature version from peewee's playhouse and uh and i recognized it not just as a fan of the show but i've worked at a place called broadcast arts and they did they made the props they made most of the props for peewee herman's showcase they they also did animation there i remember one thing they were working on when i was working there i started there as a as a messenger you know, bringing people different things, uh, and then got up to reception, uh, reception, making coffee, that kind of stuff, mm. cleaning up at the end of the evening. It was a job I really liked, actually. Um, and and there was a storage closet that was filled with the peewee props, and they really weren't showing the these props any kind of respect. <laughs> None of them were cataloged, for one thing, and they weren't put there. It was they were just pretty much all thrown in. I could have stolen anything that I wanted to, and they would not have known. But I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a thief. I'm not a thieving employee. <laughs> My brother has a song called "Take Stuff from Work." 
that was one of his early pieces. Um, but no, I'm not the type to take stuff from work. Um, but I did have, I did get Globy out of the closet and onto my desk. So that was nice. You know, I, I was second floor reception. So one of the first things people see is me and Globy. And that's a that's that's a nice reception, you know. And I think I had a few of the other Pee Wee things, and and fans of the show, which were many, you know, they they go, "Is that Globy? Is that the real Globy?" And I'm like, "Yes," you know. So like, all, all I think that's like part of your job as a reception. You're you're the face of the company. Yeah. You, you're your their first experience. Let it be a positive one. Let it be Globy, and oh, me. Absolutely. Did you see uh, Biden's speech? Uh, I I missed the speech. I um, I was in another call during uh, while the speech was happening, so I didn't get a chance to see it. All right, I'll give you the condensed version. I'm going to be honest. We're still fucked, but things are going to get better. That's the I condensed like that. version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm glad he kept it real. Let's just letting people know, like, we're not out of the woods yet. Like, just he's not like he's not out to give, um, uh, give false hope. You know, right, right. But, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was somber. And where we are in the country right now, that's what it should be. Right. And it was honest and it was science based and where the areas where he talked about things are hopeful were also honest. Who would have who would have thunk uh, some some honesty coming from the president, you know, I know man. <laughs> it's been so goddamn long <laughs> fucking Trump this week talking about. Don't forget. Don't forget that I got this virus. I got this. Uh, I got this vaccination. Don't forget. It was me. It was me. Like, no one's going to forget your fucking role in this. Mm. No one's going to forget your role in this. It's, so, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny the lengths he, lengths he had to go to actually release that statement. <laughs> like, he had to... <laughs> he had to... He had to put it on... He had to put it on letterhead and send it to somebody who could post it on Twitter. <laughs> 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 and and what made it so funny like it was it it looked and read like a tweet <laughs> yeah like it was it was like uh, succinct like his his no his tweets used to be and so that i think that i think that was what made it even funnier <laughs> It's nice to have a guy in the office that gets up in the morning and does his job. Oh, right. And Trump didn't do his job. Like he just he just pretended like this was gonna go away. That's what he said around this time last year. It'll magic it'll magically go away in April. Magically go away. It's gonna magically disappear. Five hundred and twenty thousand lives later. Mm. But 
Dutyville follow-up. Ooh. We have some Dutyville news, I learned this today. Last week we were talking about (laughs) Howdy Doody and that it took place in the fictional land of Dutyville. (laughs) Judy Tyler, who played Princess Summerfall Winterspring, according to cast members, had a foul mouth, would get drunk and strip on nightclub tables, and cheerily dispensed sexual favors to the cast. Goodness. <laughs> now, Miss, uh, this uh, summer, fall, winter, spring, the whole thing was like that she was pure. And, <laughs> hey. and, and apparently, apparently off screen, these guys were just having fun. They were posing, they were posing the, uh, the, the puppets in like little pornographic positions. And <laughs> they were just very, very adult off screen humor over there at Dutyville. I mean, let's be honest. What would you expect from the inhabitants of a place called Dutyville? <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it's kind of, it's kind of, it's no, not gonna lie. It's really, it's really cool to 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 know that like, um, these cast members were human, just like everybody else. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. I started wondering, like, which children's shows, which other ones were like that, which other ones were not. Now, I'm from a different generation than you. You might not know this one. I'm thinking Sesame Street, probably not. The Electric Company probably was. Electric Company? No, I definitely see that. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking as a trip of a TV show in in the best way. <laughs> yeah, there was there was there was there was some there was some fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other big big thing, other than than Biden's speech on television this week, did you see the Oprah inf- interview with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? I didn't, but I mean as heavily covered as it was throughout the entire blasted internet, I don't feel like I really needed to. <laughs> you should. You should, actually. I, I recommend it. One, uh, because I saw some of the, the best interviewing skills from anyone ever in Oprah. She was tremendous. She knew how to draw things out. She asked the right follow-up questions. She, she, you know, it, you, this opportunity doesn't come to, to interview members of the royal family ever in this way. And uh, in her hands, it was just tremendous. It was great. Um, and and things that, that were revealed were quite eye-opening. And, uh, you know, it's it's another piece of history that that we're living in this time uh i i I really suggest you you get when you get the opportunity to to watch the whole thing it's it's very good and it's fascinating all right i'll i'll put on the list i'll definitely check it out yes i mean the takeaways stuff i'm sure you've heard 
the the bombshells were that uh, someone in the royal family was expressing concern over what color their how dark their child might be. Yeah, I heard about that. Like shocked, but not surprised are my feelings about that. Yeah, they did not say who it was. It was Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't shouldn't have been surprised about that. (laughs) No one knows if it was Charles. I'm just saying. But, you know, it was Charles. Oh, goodness. Another thing that came out that was that was very strong is that Meghan Markle was saying that she had been feeling actually suicidal. Yeah. And she went to the powers that be to say, you know, I need help and was not able to get help. Now that now that is shocking and surprising. <clears throat> like. If you're unable to receive help. When you're when you're basically like, like what four or five steps from the top, that's a problem. That's a very big problem. That's a big problem. Yeah, they they're like, I don't think they gave it a, a real explanation, but you know something about so much of this is how are things going to look? How's it going to look if you're in the hospital for a mental health issue? How's that going to look? As a royal, it would it would look like a member of the royal family is a human being, and as a human being, we need help from time to time. And being it, I mean, the optics optics for that would have been great on a number of levels because, like, a royal reaching out for uh, for help would have would have decimated the stigma of mental illness like if you see somebody at the top reaching out for help what like imagine what it would have meant for like somebody who uh like um a, a child in a child in england that is or a teenager that's feeling suicidal like and needs help Imagine, <clears throat> imagine what that would have done for that person's self-confidence uh, and desire to seek help. Like, it would have helped so many more people than it would have hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, yeah. And this is what one of the things that led to them stepping back as senior members of the royal family. Um one of the things, but there were a number of things that led to it. But the but the point is that they, they were being portrayed as kind of turning their backs on the whole thing when in reality this was this was you're not gonna help us, we gotta save ourselves. Right. You're not gonna help us, we're gonna save ourselves. And speaking of uh looking asking for help, uh Lucas has said that we can mention this and uh, he is uh, uh heroic and brave 
and he recognizes when he needs help. He is right now at the New York Presbyterian Hospital in White Plains uh, for mental health reasons, uh, voluntarily recognized that he needed help, asked for help. New York Presbyterian has an excellent record. Uh, they are part of a very good network, and um, when he is uh, when he's doing better, he'll be back on the show. But that is why that's why he has not been with us for the past couple of weeks. Um, and I have been in touch every day. And uh, Calvin was asking, and I said, what I'm seeing is two steps forward and one step back. It's not all uphill. Sometimes there are things that 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 uh, sometimes. He's not doing that great, um, but it is it is progress. Just sometimes there are setbacks. I don't know really how else to describe it or if I'm describing this properly. But uh, it is the halfway point here, folks. And uh, I want to say you are listening to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. If you have something to give, if you'd like to help us out, we could use your help. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and therefore your contributions are tax deductible. You can give to us at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. That's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Once again, we could use your help. We're a struggling small business doing good things for people. Absolutely, so, and we, so give. And we've got we've got a number of fantastic new uh, new shows uh, coming uh, coming our way within the next uh, within the next uh, month or two. So we need yeah our uh, your support is definitely definitely essential to uh, keep all keep all this fantastic programming uh, coming your way. So we. We definitely want to say thank you to each and every one of you who uh, who listens and who uh, can support. Thank you. And do you have the copy for, if you'd be so kind? Yes, yes. And we would also like to thank our sponsor, City Running Tours. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city or city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For, for more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at cityrunningtours.com slash newyorkcity. And check out a live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. at Instagram.com slash City Running Tours. I think it's time for some Destiny's Child. We got heavy. I think we could use some Destiny's Child. We opened the show, in case you didn't recognize that song. It was Staying Alive, <laughs> released in 1977 by the Bee Gees for the, for the big hit film Saturday Night Fever. Had a lot to do with really really uh, lighten a match under the fire of the disco movement. But this is uh, Destiny's Child 2001 Survivor 
written by Beyonce, Anthony Dent, and Matthew Knowles. Uh, as a, it was, they, they, there are so many be, uh, group members that had been left or otherwise not in the group anymore. The jokes were saying it's like the TV show Survivor. <laughs> so they were like, you know, I think we're going to write a song called Survivor. And is it ready? It is ready. This is it. Survivor by Destiny's Child. Survive 
Hey, I'm getting a phone call. Lucas, I have you on speaker. Let's try that again. Hello? 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 All right, well, that didn't work. Hmm. Great song, huh? Fantastic song. And I, I wish, I wish people these days could heed some of the words that are, uh, that are in this song, such as, "I'm not gonna blast you on the internet because my mama <laughs> told me better than that." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, mind you, this this goes back to like nine, 1998 or like, no wait, was this uh, 98 or like 2000? So it's like at least 20 years ago, right? 2001. 2001, yeah. We're on the radio. Yeah, is he coming through? Yep, coming through clear. You are coming through. I'm coming through? Yes. Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, so I just can't hear Calvin, and you can fill me in on what Calvin says. That's right. Yeah, not bad. All thing, uh, not bad. We do, we're not doing bad. all right. Calvin? Yeah, Calvin says not bad. <laughs> so we mentioned you uh, that uh, where you are right now, and how proud we are that uh, when you needed help, you you went out and and you sought help. Yes. I didn't even sign a seventy-two today after saying six times I was signing a seventy-two. I'm sorry. What is that? A 72 is like, they, they have 72 hours to release you or, or they have to take you to court. Which I may or may not win. But you're there voluntarily. Yeah, but that's how, they're voluntarily. Involuntarily, there's no way out. That's right, I saw one through, through over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, so I have the, um, I'm here voluntarily, so... I, you know, have the 72, but I've seen people usually lose that case. And then they sit. But don't, do you feel you're getting good treatment there? Um, no, I mean, I, I feel, um, I really haven't. Um, I, I feel that it is a state of the line, um, amenities, you know what I mean? And like food-wise, state of the line, but like, it's like, um, you know, it's, Still the offensive shit that I got. Remember when they were so offensive about being being poly? Now it's like I, I get nurses saying I don't know what testosterone is. When I was trying to get them to give me tea, they couldn't give me tampons either. Um, and I said, well, listen, I only own boxer shorts. I can't wear a pad. Like you have to give me either the testosterone, so my period will stop, or you have to give me a tampon. Like I can cut the string off. I'm a performer. Just we'll figure out a way. Give me the tampon. I'm not, the tampon string is not long enough to kill myself with. I see, I follow. <laughs> it's like, that, you, you better have a real small neck. <laughs> 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 
I don't think an infant's neck is long, is long enough to kill it with with a tampon string. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think that that's going to kill anybody. You know? It isn't. But with that said, yeah, performers know how to cut that string, except for Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga had multiple performances where her tampon string is just hanging out. <laughs> I did not know that. I did. Yeah. I know. I know yeah. about that. <laughs> I mean, she does. Cover. It's, just, it's just funny. So it because, does. Because like we we're held to even higher standards than she is. You know what I mean? <laughs> nay, nay. Will you be able to come on to? Nay, nay is this word? I I follow this woman, murder mystery and makeup, true crime. And okay. She insane. Nay, nay. She has. Get better idols, um, because you know Betty Page was even. I think I told you guys this once. But Betty Page, um, she was crazy. She was like, she like took a knife to her children while wanting them to read the Bible. Mm. <laughs> um, um, most of the story is about men, because you know most serial killers and cannibals are about men. Yeah, there, there's a there's a Betty Page revealed documentary. I think it's called, and Betty Page was involved with it. She she um she narrated it, um and uh, it it was not long before her passing that this happened, and at that part of her life of being kind of that part of being crazy was not whitewashed. It was developed. It was talked about. Uh, Betty oh, Page yeah. herself talked about it. Oh, and interesting, uh, Raina Terror was one of the people who helped uh, work on that. Uh, oh, wow. On that. And you know, no she kidding. has that Betty Page look. Uh, mm. Talk by Saint Motel. Yep, I got it. All right, do you want us to play that, and you can find a device to listen to, and and we'll say uh, goodbye to you now. Sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for for calling in, um, and we're gonna play that for you now. And uh, they did give me some my extra medicine today after my flip out. I flipped out about wanting crates. Because they've been underfeeding me accidentally. Um, my meal plans were like, I'd get like a, everybody had to get this full meal, and they'd put like a pancake, a single, like a gold-sized pancake. And so I started to actually get hungry um, two weeks in, and I, I, I had a flip out about pip crepes. And my nutritionist called me, my outside nutritionist called me today, and she said that she loves me. She, she was she was happy about the crepe flip out. The people here were not happy about the crepe flip out, but. My outside team was happy. Um, 
Listen, gotta gotta let gotta let people know. Like, all right, it's coming up now, and uh, and so find a place to listen. We're playing it for you right now. Okay, love you, bye. Love you too. We managed to do it. We did it. We did. We actually got live from the psych ward. <laughs> yes. Very glad. Very glad. Hey, good musical choice, Lucas, if you did find a place to listen. And, and again, thanks for calling in. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and we're proud of you. We love you. We miss you. Yes. And uh, let's get a little Gloria Gaynor action happening here. Make sure that we get this song in the show. Uh, 
This was 1978, written by Freddie Perrin and Dino Fakanis, I think it said, added to the National Recording Registry in 2016 for being culturally, historically, or artistically significant. I will survive. Gloria Gaynor, I will survive, and we are gonna, we'll make it, folks. We're gonna make it, you know, if if, if we do the right things, if we do yes. the right things. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to say, oh, it's over. Let's take off the masks and spit in each other's mouths. No, it's not time for that. Don't be like Texas, y'all. Please. Don't be like Texas. 
Mm-hmm. Fortunately, people around here, they really want the shot. We don't have a lot of anti-vaxxers around here. When my, when, my, when my mom was mm-hmm. getting her shot, uh, there are people without appointments trying to get them at there. That's not how it's done. There was one guy tapping on the glass saying, I suck your dick. <laughs> it's it's, right, getting, it's getting real it's getting really real out there. People people jonesing for that vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 in all seriousness to get the vaccine like to set up the appointment is is actually not difficult at all. Um all talk we about got- that, please. Uh, there, the the website to get the to set up the appointment is actually uh, pretty uh, well, relatively straightforward. Uh, you just um, I for, uh, wish I knew what the website was offhand, but um, um, you you go to the website, you fill out your information. There, the one thing they that they will grill you about is like um, any uh, pre-existing conditions. At least in my case, since. I have pre-existing conditions and they will like, they will make sure that you are like feeling like in like good health. You're not sick. You're not, um, suffering any, any, um, COVID symptoms. And as long as everything checks out, they'll give you the appointment. They'll walk you through everything you need to do, uh, the day of, I mean, it's Dave, my goodness, they've streamlined this whole process beautifully. How long would it take you to find the name of the website? Um, I can uh, give me give me a minute. I'll I can find it. Okay, all I'll right. Look, I'll look through my so emails. while he's looking for that, uh, I'm looking also forward to May fifteenth. May fifteenth is going to be my three hundredth episode. All right, three hundredth episode of uh, of this show. It's also a day before my birthday, uh, so that's I'm going to be that's going to be a celebratory show show for sure. Uh, I haven't planned yet what I'm going to do. I'm not sure if I'm going to be in the studio or not. I think I will probably be in the studio at that point, but I don't know yet uh, if I'll be able to. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's 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 going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I know it's going to be fun, and I'm going to get some great guests. And we're going to have a party. It's going to be it's going to be a party. It's going to be a real celebration. Thirteen foot python monster trucks. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Actually, it's a, actually it's going to be on a Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Thirteen foot <laughs> python monster trucks. <laughs> There we go. All right, I have found the website. So it's a it's a bit of a long it's a bit of a long website, but uh, <clears throat> but the website is am i eligible dot covid nineteen vaccine dot health dot ny dot gov. Well, once again, that's am i am am i eligible dot covid the number 19 vaccine dot health dot ny dot gov if you go to that website it'll it'll walk you through all the steps to 
uh, find out if you're eligible. If you are eligible, it'll move you to the website to set up the appointment. Yeah, a, a lot of people are trying to get it like directly through a Rite Aid website. And that is, or, you know, that's an example of one way a lot of people are trying to get it. And that is one way to get it, but that is also the ones that are, that for the most part, you're going to say no appointments available were already booked. And also what you're going to find happening with, with those situations is that uh, it doesn't matter what your pre-existing conditions are. You might qualify to get it right now, but if you are under the age of 65, they're going to look at your birthday. They're going to tell you you're ineligible and you're going to be saying, but I am eligible. I am eligible. Come on. Uh, you're arguing with a computer. So don't do that. <laughs> Go to the website that, uh, that Calvin <laughs> just mentioned and that's that's the that's the best way for you to set up your appointment. That's right. It's, I'm glad we got that out there. I didn't want to leave people hanging. Well, <laughs> the best way to do this is a site that we don't have the URL for. <laughs> There's a website. You're gonna have to find it yourself. Now we <laughs> now we can do that. <laughs> we have to uh, wrap things up. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, but this was this was good. This was fun. This was informative. We got to hear from Lucas. I want to thank you, as always, for making this happen for us. My pleasure. I didn't put on my second timer this week, so I don't know how many seconds we have left. We have 27 seconds. 27 seconds. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate your, your, uh, your listening. Congratulations to Calvin. Uh, once again, top 10 on the leaderboards. Listen ah, to his show. Thank you. Uh, that's Tuesdays. And uh, take care. I'll uh, show some love to yourselves and show some love to others. We'll see you next week. <laughs>